0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Andrew Russell, National Journalist for Global News. Uh, Coming up this Saturday at 7 o'clock on Global, the new reality vaccine vaccine rollout, what went wrong, and where we are, where we are. Let's bring in Andrew Russell now. Andrew, thanks for the time. I hope you're doing well. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, this obviously tough to do a story on because it's so fluid. This stuff is changing so quickly. Uh, but what have you been able to find out on uh, how we went through this and, and what we're learning? Hopefully,
1: well, that's a great way of describing it. It is uh, it is a really fluid, you know, constantly changing story. We just learned this week that there's going to be um, uh, massive uh, delays in COVID shipments. Um, Canada's uh, not going to get any new vaccines next week. So it's, uh yeah, it's, it is a constantly moving story. So what we looked at is we looked at the rollout um, of the vaccine in the early days um, across Canada and mostly in Ontario from about December 14th until now. And one of the main things we found was that although the Ford government really said that it was prioritizing uh, long-term care residents, Um, We found quite the opposite and that people working in hospitals were actually favored um, for the first weeks of the vaccine. um, Something that is at odds with what the Ford government uh, has been saying. So uh, elaborate
0: on this. So uh, uh, people uh, obviously these initial doses. Uh, this was the Pfizer vaccine had to be had to be initially uh, administered within those uh, certain sites and such a lot of them I think they were all at at hospitals and such so who was getting the doses we certainly did hear of uh, you know the odd CEO slipping in there and and rolling up the sleeve but uh, uh, again initially we know that these doses could not be moved uh, into the homes until uh, until afterwards and that the uh, people who were getting jabbed with this had to actually go to uh, the destination in order to get these shots how does that factor into any of this
1: that's right so when the Pfizer vaccine was first approved in Canada it came with really strict guidelines around transportation and what a lot of people have heard you know that need to keep it needs to be kept in super cold storage around you know minus 70 degrees Um, but what we found was that Depending which province you lived in, uh, each province took a different route. So we know yeah. that Quebec made a really important decision to put uh, vaccine distribution sites directly into long-term care homes. About half their sites went into long-term care homes. And then we know in B.C., they quickly followed suit once Pfizer released uh, updated guidelines around December 18th that said you could, in fact, move the vaccine from these distribution sites Mm -hmm. Inside hospitals directly into homes. And that was crucial because BC, when they made their pivot around December 23rd, they were actually ended up vaccinating uh, five times as many long-term care residents. In fact, in Ontario, by January 5th, roughly three weeks after we got the vaccine sort of out the door, we'd only vaccinated 1,000 residents, um, which, you know, is something that a lot of health experts would say was just too slow, uh, especially as we you know during the second wave. Um, you know, hundreds, um, it, almost 2,000 now have died just in the second wave um, of long-term care residents.
0: Uh, we remember at the beginning of all of this um uh, b- before the shortage of the vaccine actually happened uh, maybe about two or three weeks ahead of that that dr bonnie henry in in bc said and there was all the complaint about you know how many vaccinations are are in freezers and how many are going into arms and dr bonnie henry made it very very clear uh, a few weeks ago that she was not going to let vaccines sit in freezers she was going to put them into other arms and there was a big debate uh, because the prescription is the the guidelines, the rules from Health Canada and the manufacturer of the vaccine where you're supposed to give one and then wait 21 days and save the second dose to inject Uh, people with the second dose. Uh, B.C., Alberta, Quebec, uh, all three of them decided they were not going to go with that, and this was long before the shortage, and said for the same reason as Bonnie Henry, we got to get these in arms, we can't leave them in freezers, pretty much going against the science, against the prescription from Health Canada and Pfizer, and started administering uh, the second dose. Well, Ontario got criticized for holding back the second dose, Now we find ourselves in, and as you mentioned, no doses coming next week, and the first week of February, we're only getting one-fifth of what uh, we were initially promised. So at the end of the day, was it smart to to jump with that second dose and get rid of it uh, and ignore the guidelines of Health Canada and Pfizer?
1: I mean, that's, that's a a difficult question that, you know, there's been a lot of debate around, especially with health experts. And we did see that here too in Ontario, what they call the speed over perfection, where we did speed up, you know, there was an outcry, you remember around uh, Christmas and Boxing Day that, you know, there weren't vaccinations being done, and they were sitting in visas, and there was a huge outcry there. So we we ended up speeding, you know, getting those doses into arms, but what ended up happening is we fell into that same sort of issue where, you know, some non-frontline staff, researchers, people who weren't dealing with, you know, COVID patients on a regular basis in some hospitals were getting those vaccines ahead of long-term care residents, and even ahead of doctors and nurses uh, who were working in other sort of major hospitals, um, and we spoke to a number of them. They were furious about this. So, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's hard to say, you know, was that the right move? Um, you know, the one dose of the Pfizer vaccine still provides 50% efficacy. So I think that is something that, you know, a lot of advocates say, like, let's get those into the arms The vaccines. There is a delay, but, you know, Pfizer has said, you know, we're building uh, the delays caused by, you know, the chance to increase capacity. So there's going to be more coming Trudeau again said today that although there's a temporary delay, um, they are going to meet their targets um, in the weeks in the weeks to come in March. Uh,
0: other provinces uh, again many this was going on back and forth between the provinces and uh, the federal government Uh, the federal government said we weren't going to get any vaccines until January then magically pulled a a small amount out of the hat uh, just before Christmas and there was you know uh, obviously the provinces caught off guard weren't fully ready over the holidays for this uh, the federal government certainly pointing the fingers at the provinces for not getting this stuff out uh, fast enough. And now the shoe is on the other foot. And in fact, it's not an issue of distribution at this point. It's totally an issue of of supply so here we go this story is changing uh again in the sense that uh you know there's two two levels of government arguing whether the problem is a distribution problem or the problem is a, a a supply problem however at this point it appears the provinces uh do have a handle on the logistics of this at this point from when the next shipment comes in is that accurate
1: yeah, I mean, it's 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 definitely starting to get there. Like, if you look at Alberta, for example, you know they're already already you know starting to look at administering second doses. Um, BC just announced that they're going to change their next sort of strategy and just mostly focus on the most vulnerable older populations there. Uh, and that, and that. Let's
0: let's be honest here. Uh, uh, that is due to Andrew. That's due to the fact that supply has run out. That's you know all of a sudden everybody's changing their their vaccination schedule at the provincial level because the supply has gone down. And you know places like BC now have to change their approach because they did unload that second dose uh, instead of holding it back.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I mean it's it's the other thing that we're running into. I mean, there's only two vaccines currently approved in Canada, and the whole you know world is, is fighting for those vaccines. So it's a it's it's going to be a difficult thing. You, you've seen the war of words sort of emerge between the provinces and the Trudeau government. The Trudeau government saying, you know, we're being transparent, we're doing everything we can. The provinces are saying, you know, where are our vaccines? You heard some you know, comments from Ford, who was quite upset this week, you know, saying, you know, where are vaccines? So this is going to be a difficult, uh, it's going to be really difficult back and forth, um, especially over these next two weeks
0: it's interesting that uh reporters were calling has anybody called them has anybody made a phone call and you know obviously the prime minister hadn't at this point leaving it up to the procurement minister and then all of a sudden we're hearing reports that obviously uh uh doug ford decided to make the phone call but also the mayor of toronto john torrey made the phone call to pfizer apparently he has a friend on the board
1: yeah i i I saw a report about that the other uh the other day and it's it's just one of those things where it's, everyone is just trying to do as much as they can to try to get these life-saving vaccines. And if that means making a call, then, you know, you, everyone's doing sort of anything they can at this point.
0: All right, Andrew Russell has been with us, National Journalist for Global News. Make sure you are watching Global Saturday night, uh, this Saturday, 7 o'clock, the new reality, Vaccine Rollout, What Went Wrong? Andrew Russell with us, National Journalist for Global News. Andrew, thank you for the time. Be well. Thank you very much for having me. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900-CHML.